get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. I'm Michelle Smallman. Brady Carriker is taking the day off to celebrate his anniversary. So we have Dan McLaughlin, the voice of the Cardinals on Fox Sports Midwest, and Scoops with Danny Mack sitting in for Randy today. And let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Dan and I, one of our favorite guys is joining us right now, is Cardinals announcer. And, of course, check out his great work at ClabesOnline.com. Mike Claiborne is with us. Clabes, good morning. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Well, good morning to you, Michelle. And, uh, Dan, I guess this is an official conversation we're going to have, huh? I guess it is. Boy, we solved the uh, world's problems and we're not on the air. I can tell you that. How you doing, buddy? No doubt. I'm good, man. You know, he's right, folks. You know, Danny and I talk a lot, and we just about got everything figured out. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. So I got, yeah. you know, I got to ask you sports questions, though. Okay, all you right. Ready for let's those? go to the phones, and Dan is standing by. Dan, you're on the air. <laughs> okay, we'll go to Klabes and wherever Klabes is at. And you're a world traveler. God knows where you're at, so I don't know. But um, I'm assuming you're in St. Louis, right? I am in St. Okay. Louis. Yes, I am. Okay. So everybody's asking about Yachty and Wayno as you might imagine, and Colton Wong. But we'll start with Yachty and Wayno. What, what do you think happens with those two guys moving forward? I, I think that they find their way back here. Um, I, I, think you, you, I think you have to be creative with, with how you structure the contracts. But I, I think to allow those two to move on, especially when you don't have anything behind them to replace them at this point, I think is, it's, it's paramount. Uh, you you can't give away a season um, because of finances. I mean, fans expect you to put a competitive product on the field. And, and you know, at some point, maybe they don't play as much, <clears throat> uh, but I, I think you have to make a way to, to make it happen. And I think you give them a respectable base salary. You plug in uh, some incentives to get them to a number that they're really comfortable with. And I think in Yachty's case, if you get to that number, then maybe we roll it over in the next year where you get that, that second year of a contract. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a doable deal. And I don't think it's going to break the bank, especially when you have $11.5 million sitting around now because you didn't sign Colton Wong. Now, I know you have some arbitrations that come up, but I think those two guys are important to get. Klaibs, we can look at this scenario with, Yachty and Wayno from many different lenses. Certainly the financials is one. What they give you on the field is another. But how about the excitement factor of having these two legends on the field and the identity of this team? I keep thinking, if you remove Adam Wainwright and Yachty or Molina from the St. Louis Cardinals, what's their identity? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you don't have a face of the team, really. And let's face it, the Cardinals, and I think baseball, will be in a serious competition with the other sports in recruiting fans uh, because the NBA and the NHL will be in full swing. Um, you know, you're going to see some other things unfold. So I don't think the Cardinals or any team in baseball can just sit back and say, hey, come watch us play because we're the only game in town. Come watch us play because you didn't see us last year. 
I think you have to have some sizzle, and I think you need to have somebody who's representative of your organization. I don't think you can say, hey, come watch our kids. I, I don't think anybody's going to go for that one. And I think the best example would be when they are announced on opening day, the, the ovations go like this. McGee, yep. Wayno, Yachty, or you know what, Wayno, Yachty, Tide. I, I think that what those two guys have meant to St. Louis on and off the field, uh, I, I think is a huge, huge chip that Cardinals have to use at this point because I think fans are going to be hard to get back in, in a lot of ballparks. You know, Mike, you and I were talking last week. I was surprised, and I guess I, I shouldn't be, and I'm, I'm wrong about this. I was surprised they did not pick up the option on Wong, thinking that, well, you buy yourself some time, and then if you needed to have payroll uh, flexibility or relief, you could trade him by opening day. But maybe the market is going to say there is not a market in 2021 for a guy that is a great defender, had a 675 OPS. That's the down part for a team that's in yeah. search of offense. But here's this great defender, and he goes on the market, and maybe that should be an indication of what we all should get ready for. Brad Hand this weekend becomes available. Colton Wong. I mean, there's going to be some big names out there. So as it pertains to Wong, um, I don't know. I, I, I was wrong, but what did you think about that? I, I was like you. I was a little surprised because I think for a team that doesn't score a lot of runs, you better be good defensively. You darn sure better be good up the middle. Uh, whoever the Cardinals plug in at second base won't be as good defensively as Colton Wong. And unless you're going to go out and find a lot more offense to maybe win some games seven to five or five to four or something along that line, I think it's going to be tough. And, you know, I know that John Mozeliak mentioned that, you know, Tommy Edmond would, would get a look at that position. I don't know about you, Dan. I, I can't remember more than 10 games in the last two seasons Tommy Edmonds played second base. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect. Uh, you know, does that mean he's got to run to Florida now and work with Paul DeYoung as as much as Cole Wong did as far as a double play combination? Uh, I understood the move to a point, not necessarily on board with it, because I think you really leave yourself open. Now, one of the other options you have is maybe if you decide to move DeYoung the third and you go out and find a, an affordable shortstop, they can play some defense and swing the bat a little bit. That might help. But then the next question is, what do you do with Matt Carpenter? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, everybody's been waiting on him to turn it around. I think we're going on four years now. And, oh, by the way, he's going to be 35. I just don't see that many 35-year-olds having a renaissance um, season. So there, there are a lot of things that go into this that I'm just going to sit back and kind of wait and see how things unfold. But, to your original point, Dan, it's going to be haywire this offseason with regard to all the free agents that are out there. And I'll be shocked if we have more than a half a dozen that get more than a one-year deal. Claves, if the Cardinals do not go outside and make some moves, they are going to watch the market develop. Bill DeWitt the third was on with Ribs and BK here on 101 ESPN last week, and he talked about being patient and seeing how things unfold. But if they don't go out and make some external moves, are you confident that what this club has right now with the talent that they have and another year with the Jeff Albert approach that they're going to be able to improve internally from an offensive standpoint? Well, you know... I always say you got to be better than the last game, the next year than you were your last game you lost. And I think, again, I'd, I'd probably have to wait and see. Um, this whole thing may not come together until the last minute. Yep. But I, I think the bigger issue here is if Rob Manfred and Tony Clark aren't sitting in a room 
with three different plans on the board on how to get a collective bargaining agreement done, then shame on baseball because it's the biggest issue at hand aside from the pandemic. And, and the pandemic, I, I think that most feel like maybe by the spring we'll have a better handle on it. Maybe you move the season back a month. Maybe you do some things differently. Maybe they let Dan McLaughlin and Mike Claiborne travel next year. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know either. I, I think, I, I think the, the issue here is, you know, you have a lot of uncertainty. And, and obviously the owners are going to tell you that they lost money, and, and, and I would agree with them. But I think you have to have a contingency plan on your CBA where this is one section of the CBA that we have to be able to come back and revisit. The other elements with respect to free agency and arbitration and all the other things that guys want to roll up their sleeves and go to war over, let's address those now. And then if we can have certain things in the CBA that would trigger a reopener with respect to the pandemic and its impact, but we got too much work to do in order to make sure that we have a viable 2022 season and, and hopefully have a better partnership starting in 2021. You know, when you look at sports, the NBA has a partnership with its owners. The NHL has a partnership with its owners. The NFL has a, a it's a relationship trending toward partnership. Baseball has the Hatfields and the McCoys, and we can't continue with this pace because it's not healthy for the game. It's not healthy for their fans. And it's not healthy for the future. I'm fascinated, Klaibs, what the Cardinals do. I'm fascinated with baseball, and I think you hit the nail on the head. This thing may not come together until the very end. And we started our show, and Michelle was talking about this. I said, I think patience is going to be the number one thing. If you're a fan out there, and I know you don't want to hear it, but, and again, could be wrong. There could be some teams that jump on players right away because there's going to be deals. But as it pertains to the Cardinals, they've got to do a lot with their offense. And there's going to be guys coming up. They've got, uh, in terms of pitching, they've got what a lot of people want. I think it's going to be patience, maybe all the way into spring training. It could be that type of offseason if you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, I agree with you, Dan. Um, if we haven't learned anything in the last nine months with respect to the pandemic, it's been patience. And I think our patience will be tried well in the 2021 and, you know, there may be one or two guys again. I think you're going to have a half a dozen guys maybe that gets more than a one-year deal. Uh, but I think that's going to be determined by where the owners feel this is heading. And you have some ownerships that are borrowing money. You have some ownerships that were financially secure enough where they felt like they could ride this out. But I think they're going to be unified in how they deal with this. Um, I don't think you're going to have a Banny Rooster owner that's going to run out and sign up everybody. I don't, I don't see that happening. But I do see some owners saying, hey, look, we're going to do some small deals, and we'll leave the big boys out there for later when we have a better understanding of where the market's headed. I'm really curious what you think about this. Um, it's not an Albert Pujols-type situation because Albert got 10 years and then the personal services agreement. You're talking about Yachty, future Hall of Famer. I think we all would agree on that. Uh, it's a two-year extension. I, I think they get it done, Klaibs. I really do, one way or another. And they need him. And I would say the same thing for Wayno. But as it pertains to Yachty, I really think they get this done. What do you think? Oh, I, I agree. I don't know whether you noticed our catching situation. Yes wasn't as stellar as maybe we'd like for it to be. And, and I've got to be honest with you. I don't know if Andrew Kisner can play or not. 
I mean, we, you and I have watched him in the minors, and we've watched him in limited duty, but we've never seen him go for two or three weeks at a time. Uh, you know, he, he had been touted to be a very good offensive player who was working on being a better receiver. But, you know, after watching Yachty, Dan, it's going to be hard for us to make a comparison, yeah. not to mention the fact that can he call a game? How much help is he going to need? I don't know if he's the answer or not. He might be. Uh, there's going to be some other interesting short-term catchers out there on the market. I don't know if Matt Wieters can survive a month and a half, let alone a season, with the injuries and just maybe some of his diminishing skills. But he is a, a very good teacher of the game, and he works with young pitchers well. So he's got that working for him. But I don't think you want to start your season with that band makeup again. Clay's last thing before we let you go. We, of course, have to ask you about Tony Larusa being hired as a Chicago White Sox manager. Some mixed reaction to the move nationally, but what was your reaction when you heard that Tony was getting back into the managing game? Well, I figured it would be it would happen at some point. Uh, my concern was, you know, at, at his age, you know, you know, the one thing, and Dan can attest to this, the one thing that catches up to you is travel and and the impact it can the toll it can take but tony's traveled all of his life i mean this is all he knows so maybe he's got a head start on that but here's the thing that i think everybody needs to take into account it wasn't like tony was sitting on the back porch learning how to be a better pinochle player or <laughs> learning how to net or fish or he or he was away from the game i mean tony worked for major league baseball he was a president of a team he's been a consultant or with two other teams so he's watching as many games and probably more than he was when he was managing. So there's, there hasn't been anything that slipped under the radar that Tony would be surprised by. And I go back to the comparison of Dick Vermeil when Dick Vermeil walked away from coaching and then was a broadcaster and then thought he could walk in on day one and be an NFL coach. And he was rudely uh, awakened by the fact he didn't have a clue about a lot of things that were going on in the NFL, especially free agency. I don't think that's the case with Tony. He's got some good young players. I think the key for Tony's success is having a very solid, cohesive staff that can be the buffer and make sure that the work is done and make sure that they give Tony good, sound advice about certain things that they see on a more internal level. But if you think that Tony LaRusso is taking a job he doesn't think he can win at, then you really don't know Tony LaRusso. I think that he's going to make the White Sox in the city of Chicago hop for sure this year. That's Mike Claiborne. Claibs, thank you so much for the great conversation and the great information. Be sure to check out his great work at ClaibsOnline.com. We appreciate you taking the time. Michelle, good visiting with you. Dan, I guess we'll have an afternoon tea yes. and we'll <laughs> chat it up again about something else. But it's always great to visit with you guys and uh, call anytime. You know, Thanks for the time today. Claims, get your uh, notes ready on the election. We'll have to have a, you know, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we got, get your pandemic yeah, we, notes you know, ready, too. I got Yeah, I got to get some polling results in here in just a bit. So, uh, and then I got to go watch some more of these political ads. You know, I don't know about you, and I know we're short on time. I will be so glad tomorrow gets here, oh, yes. or really Wednesday, so I will not have to see one more ad on TV or hear one on radio. Well, it has just driven me bonkers. You know, well, I better not bring it up here. We'll we'll address that later, Claves. Okay? <laughs> All right. Just get your notes you guys ready. You have a great day. You got it. You too, Claves. Right. To be a fly on the wall for that conversation, Dan. Oh. <laughs>
I'm telling you, we talk about everything except baseball. And if we do, it gets to the very end. Hey, by the way, what do you think they should do with Molina? You know, man, I've been thinking about it. (laughs) That's claims. We talk about everything other than baseball. I love him. He's a great, great friend, one of my best friends, and uh, love him to death. He is the best. That's Dan McLaughlin. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, we're going to talk more Cardinals baseball, what they should do this offseason. Today's big thing is next here on 101 ESPN.